Hello, everybody. My name is Ben Schluter, and welcome back to another episode of the Two Point Conversion. Oh, baby, baby, do we have an episode to talk about with things here. That's the way I'm going to put it. Okay, fine. Um, Coming off the Saints' loss to the Bengals yesterday, 30-26, to in a game that I guess the bright side is pretty bright, but when you look at it from an actual game perspective, that bright side doesn't matter. The bright side of this game was the fact that the Saints, despite not having their top three receivers, kept it close with the Bengals for the entire game. But the downside is the way you lost is the way the Saints lost the game. And the downside is the fact that they did lose it. This was a choke job. It doesn't matter that we were so close with the defending AFC champions, despite having like all these problems with talent and all that. That's not that's not an excuse. Like it's an explanation, but it's not an excuse for what happened in the second half and especially in the fourth quarter. It is an. It's just terrible. So. Let's actually get into this whole discussion of what happened. And you really have to start with the Saints' offense. Now, the Saints' offense, if you look at those uh, those numbers, the numbers are absolutely incredible. Saints weren't really going to throw the ball that much, uh, and they didn't do it too well, only threw for 171 uh, passing yards. I believe that is, don't believe that's net, oh, it is net passing yards, uh, so that's 171 passing yards netted, um, though if you, I don't remember how the heck passing yards are calculated, excuse me one second, I will just get to you uh, real quick, no, it was 171 total passing yards, the sack numbers are, they are accounted for, apologies for that, they are very much, I guess, accounted for here, it doesn't really matter. What does matter is this. Um, it was 178 total, it seems. Um, and what's more important is the fact that even though those numbers were low, they were okay. Saints not throwing for 200 total yards is completely fine in this game. Um, because, holy cow, we ran for 228. For the second straight game, the Saints had 200 rushing yards. The Saints don't run the ball that well. Like, I think... I read somewhere it was, like, the third time since 1990 that the Saints had, like, rushed for 200 or something. What's more important is the fact that we were doing well in the ground game. We were doing really well. And you can take... I'll talk about the uh, long run in a moment, but even if you take that out, it was still 6.7 yards per carry for the Saints in the ground game. And it was taking up time of possession. When the Saints drove the ball, they were doing it slowly. They were doing it and chewing clock. That drive to open up the second half, even though it ended in a field goal, it chewed up the majority of the third quarter clock. That's fine, and also the fact that it put the Saints back up two scores. Like, you can accept a field goal in that situation. I mean, I could. Excuse me. (laughs) I could? Not the way you got to it, but that's for in three seconds. Because I do want to talk about the fact that the run game was surprisingly good. Again, 
I'm sorry. The the Bengals, they came in with one of the best run defenses in the NFL, like top 10. And the Saints carved them up. They did that to the Bengals. They're supposed to have a good run defense. What happened? Well, you see, uh, offensive line did its job. Offensive line did a very good job of opening up holes, of making sure protections worked. There were those times where, you know, there was a good read, or somebody got through, or there wasn't good protection, but the Saints moved the ball better than I've seen them move the ball on the ground in a long time, if ever. Rashid Shahid, I'll bring him up now, the rookie out of Weber State. He is famous for being the FCS leader in kick return touchdowns. I believe that's kickoff and punt returns combined. Um, in a career, he was a four-time All-American. Um, he's fast. They used a jet sweep with him. He took the ball and he absolutely torched everyone. He got through his hole and just went. They actually went after Shahid on the opening drive. Um, by the way, just to make sure we're all on the same page, I'm counting the opening drive to include the break of the punt because, you know, the Saints retained the ball after that. So did that really, did that really like count as a break in the drive? I don't think so. I just think it's a continuation point. That's weird. Um, but anyway. They went deep to Shahid, and it was just a miscommunication. Someone didn't go the right way. He broke to the outside. It was supposed to go to the inside. Or let me phrase that. Dalton threw it to the inside. Perhaps it was on Dalton. I don't know. I, 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 didn't, I don't know the play call. I wasn't in the huddle. What do you think I am? Some sort of a super spy? No. Um, but that was pretty cool, and I liked seeing him get involved. He's really fast. I like watching him. We're going to have him out there for a few weeks, and... Uh, it's nice to see that he got involved and got to make a really nice play in his NFL debut. Pretty cool for the rookie. Unfortunately, when talking about the Saints offense, we need to talk about their play calling, specifically in the second half. You weren't going to win this game by scoring six second half points. Nope, that was not excusable. Here's what happened. The Saints were using Taysom Hill a lot in the first half, and it was kind of working. It was working decently. But it wasn't working as well as it was against the Seahawks, because the Seahawks could not understand that Taysom Hill could run the ball. The Bengals, having approximately five more brain cells than the Seattle Seahawks, recognized that he can run the ball and, and decided to stop it. They would run the ball up the middle, and Taysom Hill would gain a yard or two. He had his breakaway runs, but... It wasn't the same as it was last time. Like, he had five rushes for 39 yards. So that's still really good. That's 7.8 yards per carry. But he wasn't breaking them off. And I guess the Saints decided not to use that anymore? Because look at that number. I mean, granted, they decided to expand Taysom's role when he would be in the pocket, or I'm sorry, in the shotgun, uh, because he would be in the pocket. He threw four passes. Two of them were completions. Um, he'd also be running the actual, like, option, and he handed the ball off a few times. But 
when it came into the second half, he wasn't out there as much. On that first drive of the second half, the Saints ran one of the weirdest plays I've ever seen them run, where they had Alvin Kamara as the Wildcat quarterback with two guys next to him, like one on either side. Why not use Taysom Hill there? What are you doing? I'm dead serious. I don't understand what you were doing. Um, What else is there to say about the Saints offense? Because, boy, did I have a lot to say about this team. It, it really is just a lot of that... Um, a lot of that need to be less conservative in the second half when, again... The Saints didn't really take that many shot plays. The Saints didn't really do that much, and they were playing not to lose. And that was especially true in the fourth quarter. That final chance the Saints had with the lead was trying not to lose instead of attempting to do something incredible to win it. And I know a lot of people would have come after uh, Dennis Allen and Pete Carmichael if they'd have tried something like that. But like, seriously. And actually, it wasn't just that. It was also the field goal drive beforehand. It was the field goal beforehand where the Saints should have been a little bit more aggressive, but they were really trying and they were really thinking, oh, this will work out for us. The problem was, you aren't going to win a game where you only have 26 points. You aren't going to win a game when... And I looked at the number of drives. The Saints had nine drives. The Bengals had eight. The Bengals had eight drives where they actually tried to do something. When the Bengals had the ball, they had eight drives. Four of those drives ended in touchdowns. Two of the Saints' nine drives ended in touchdowns. Two. That's inexcusable. When four of your other drives end in field goals. Really? You're not even going to try? You're not even going to spice things up. Things were not being spiced up. They were playing Andy Dalton as if he were still the backup and they were not willing to take risks. The one team you cannot do this against is the Cincinnati Bengals, a team that is a shot play away from a touchdown on any given on any given moment. We saw that with the game-winning touchdown. This is especially true, by the way, when you're in a game where you do not have your top corner. Marshawn Lattimore's out. You have to play that way. You have to be a little bit more aggressive. You have to be willing to take risks that could lose you the game because if you don't, you will make stupid plays that are so conservative, they will lose you the game. This was especially true in this game because moving on to the defense, um, yeah, the Bengals are really good. They made adjustments. Zach Taylor adjusted his offense and his play calling to what the Saints' defense was going to be able to do to them. One of the biggest problems the Saints have had this year are chunk plays and big plays. Look at basically every single one of the Saints' games. Especially recently, they will give up a huge play in the game. They will give up a huge play, and it will be crucial. Against the Seahawks, we gave up like three of them. This is an offense that has Jamar Chase. What do you think they'll do with that? Well, eventually, they will take their shots. But in this one, it didn't really feel like they were taking their shots. They saved it for later. 
They took like a handful of them, but they saved those for later. The other thing the Saints defense has struggled with all year, crossing routes. Especially when Lattimore isn't covering them, those crossing routes, they'll get them. You're putting the receiver in front of the defender. The defender isn't really making the play on it. This is especially true with Paulson Adebo. Paulson Adebo has not looked like he did in preseason and last year. He has regressed, and it's not good. He's in a sophomore slump, and I don't get what's going on. Is it the fact that Dennis Allen isn't working with him? I don't know what it is. Or working with him as much because he's got a, you know, 10 more to his head coaching role. I don't know, but there's something wrong there. The Saints defensively in this game looked... 5.4 yards per carry is not good. It's not good at all. Not being able to get pressure on Joe Burrow? That ain't great. Allowing Joe Burrow to get two big runs because your pressure isn't getting on him? when, And I will say this, the Bengals offensive line has gotten better, but you should still be able to get there when the third play of the game was a sack. There should not be that wide open hole for him to run away from you. That kind of stuff is horrible. And sadly, it's one of those things where it's like, we haven't gotten better about that. I have, a, I have a thing that I have mentioned maybe before, I hope I have. If you have a problem, and that problem goes back years, and you haven't done anything to fix it, why? Why is there the same problem? The Saints under Dennis Allen have had two major problems on defense that have been a consistent thing since like 2017. Covering the running back out in the flat and not letting quarterbacks get in front of them and get major yards when they should be holed in. For example, um, for the second one, Matt Ryan against the Saints in 2019. There were multiple times where he should have been stopped. There was nothing going. Coverage. Doing great job. And he has five yards to work with, and the sticks are three yards from the line of scrimmage. Oops, and he gets it. This kind of crap has happened with non-mobile quarterbacks, with semi-mobile quarterbacks, and especially with very mobile quarterbacks. Non-mobile quarterbacks are Matt Ryan. Semi-mobile quarterbacks are Joe Burrow, because he is a pocket... Was like He'll mainly want to stay and work in the pocket, but he'll step up. He's got pretty decent mobility, and very mobile quarterbacks are Jalen Hurts. I use him as the example because we can't beat the Eagles. He's absolutely torched us. And that kind of issue really killed the Saints on a couple big plays. It was just bad. And the defense... You can't give up touchdowns. You just can't. The Saints offense was... That was my problem with the Saints offense, was the fact that it was not trying enough to score touchdowns. The Saints defensively still gave up big ones. I'm not going to criticize giving up that big touchdown at the end of it. Although, watching the replay, it looked like Teran Matthew got burned. He got burned on that play, but I was fine with... uh, 
Jamar scoring because, you know, you get the ball back with three timeouts, you get a chance to win the game. It's not a stupid thing to have happen. It's kind of smart. Sometimes you got to let a guy score. That's an example. But other than that, defense needs to tackle better, too. That's another problem. And uh, I can't really think of anything else to say there. Final thoughts go to the special teams. They did okay. Forcing that fumble was huge. I forgot to mention this. Adam Troutman went out. He was motioning across and then he fell down. He's got an ankle injury. He's going to miss Thursday night's game. Um, Other than that, the shank at the end of the game, which set up the Bengals with really good field position, so uncharacteristic of Blake Gillikin. He doesn't do that. He's not a shanker. No. He has the problem about kicking his coverage, but I'd rather that than the shank. Well, actually, uh, I guess I'd rather that. Like, it's a problem that can be fixed much easier. This one, just completely random. Other than that, the special teams unit did a pretty good job. It did what you could ask for it. Shahid, he's a good returner. So, yeah. Um, final thoughts from this one. This one hurt a lot. This was a really tough game to lose, especially when you're up two possessions and your offense isn't doing it for you, the defense is probably getting tired of having to win every single game for you. This is the new age NFL. 26 isn't enough, especially against a team that's got this good an offense. You have to score touchdowns. Field goals are not enough. Being conservative in the second half is going to kill you, especially against teams like the Bengals who are designed to kill conservative teams that cannot stop them from throwing the ball. You, Dennis Allen, have an issue. You do not look like a good head coach. I know it's early, but this was a very winnable game that you guys choked away. That was on the defense. You have to fix that. This is the second straight week that the defense has allowed 30-plus points. That's not a thing that the Saints defense can do with an offense this bad. And also, you better fix the offense. Carmichael isn't cutting it right now. The The conservative play calling isn't cutting it. I think that Andy Dalton is the starter. I think he should be the starter. I think he's been the leader that's been able to get them to do better because he's making better decisions. But his captain checkdown nickname, it's still applying. Granted, you didn't have your receivers. I'll give you that. But you still needed to take some risks, and you didn't do it. Hopefully that made a little bit of sense, because I'm not exactly sure. What I am sure of is this. This week is going to be a little weird, because the Saints now have a Thursday night game coming up. So, here's how it's going to work. I will do the Saints preview on uh, Thursday. I'll do it... Actually, no. Here's what I'll do, because I'm thinking about this right now. When the Saints' final injury report comes out, I'm going to record an episode of the Goal to Go kickoff show. It'll be the first part. Sorry for missing that on Friday. I got really, really busy. Um, because stuff. And uh, so I'll record that for that game. 
The Goal to Go kickoff show for the LSU game, that'll come out Friday. And uh, Goal to Go will still come out on Thursday, as usual. And, uh, yeah. So that's going to do it for this episode. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, my usernames are in the description below. I will see you on Wednesday, but until next time, I've been Ben Schluter. Have a nice next two days, and until such a time as then. Bye-bye.